Hello, you're listening to Thought Starters, a podcast on the business of creativity recorded at the pod at White City Place. I'm Ellie Stuhler. The art world can be an intimidating one. For those new to it, a gallery can seem cold and uninviting, or perhaps the sheer number of them can feel overwhelming. The answer then, for some, may be the internet, in the form of counter editions. Founded in 2000 by Carl Friedman, also of the Carl Friedman Gallery, Counter Editions commissions and produces prints and multiples by leading international contemporary artists and collaborates closely with the artist to produce exclusive editions with artists such as Tracy Emin, David Trigley, and Rachel Whiteread. It's facilitated the art passions of today's two conversationalists. My name's Robert Diamond. I'm director of Carl Friedman Gallery and Counter Editions, which is an online art business. My name is Russell Tovey. I am an actor, a human being, and an art collector. Robert began his career in music as the frontman of British electro rock band Tempo Shark. But eventually, his love of art took over, and he began working for Friedman and is now the director of both Carl Friedman Gallery and Counter Editions. Russell is an actor whose credits include the HBO series Looking and films like The Pass and Pride. And in 2017, he appeared in Marion Elliott's revival of the Tony Kushner play Angels in America, opposite Andrew Garfield and Nathan Lane, which ran at the National Theatre. Hi, Rob. Hi, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> so Russell and I have been um, friends for about 10 years. I think more it's actually, than that. I don't know if it is. Do you think it's more than that? Mm. I think it feels like it's more than that, but I swear, yeah, we, didn't we meet at Tracy Emin's like, event in Edinburgh, Edinburgh yeah, which, which is when? 2008? Oh, okay. So it was, I think years. it's like, like our 10-year anniversary right now. Oh, that's sweet. sweet, isn't it? So we no, we met in Edinburgh because Tracy Emin had... It wasn't a retrospective, it was a whole new show, wasn't it, up there? And I had been collecting... Well, to go to Counter Editions, which we're here to talk about, I was given as a 21st birthday present an edition by Tracy Emin called Dog Brains, which my parents bought me for my 21st. So that must have been like 2000. <clears throat> that was a 2000 edition. That's yeah. just when the business was set up yeah. by Carl Friedman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Totally. And there were so many prints on there that were so affordable then, looking at works like Christopher Wall yeah. and Chris Feely and Peter Doig, and they were all like £300. And Elizabeth Payton. Elizabeth Payton. Yeah. But just, I don't think her print, though, on your site has gone up to what the prices of the other ones have, you know? Which one? Well, like Christopher Wall and Peter Doig. Oh, yeah, how no, they no. leaped. They're worth a lot of money now, yeah. But we met because, well, I bought a Tracy Emin monoprint when I did a movie called The History Boys with my whole fee because I wanted to spend it on art. And I suddenly thought, oh, my God, you can collect and buy original pieces of art. And then I was in, became part of, like, Tracy's circle because I actually met her at a South Bank show awards because we were there for The History Boys and I hung out with her and then we became friends. So I was invited up there and you were there because you... Also, was collecting her work. Yeah, yeah. So we saw from a there. really young age. I think I started collecting her work when I was about twenty-four, yeah. something like that. And I used to save up all my money every month and like put it towards paying instalments on unique artworks. Mm-hmm. But the, again, I started off by collecting from Counter Editions, and for me, it was just really exciting because the art world was quite intimidating to me in the beginning. I found it yep. quite scary to have to like walk into a gallery and make yep. a relationship with different people. And um, the great thing about Counter was it was just a website and you could just sit there looking and spend your own time, mm. like relaxed, mm. kind of looking at all the different prints. Mm-hmm. And like you say, in the early days of Counter Editions, a lot of the prints were like £300 yeah, it's a really or £500 for like idea. super famous artists. I think what was good about the editions, being a young age and wanting to collect art, is that it was 
an easy way to get amazing artists work at a cheap price and yeah. feel like you're really getting something because it's signed a number by them. And actually that's, for me, what was special about Counter Editions was the prints Carl was actually publishing. It's Carl Friedman. As Carl, yeah, Carl Friedman. They were actually really iconic in a way. Like mm. they actually sort of almost distilled what that artist was about into one print. Mm-hmm. Whereas sometimes you find other printmakers you it's almost like they're experimenting they're they experimenting go, oh, I can make a print. Exactly. I'm going to just do something really out there because I'm allowed to take a and chance and you might look at it and not even know it's by that artist no. and I which find in that some prob- ways is great for the artist that they're having that opportunity to express themselves that way but yeah. for a collector who wants to buy something iconic or that is instantly recognisable as an artist's work that's kind of frustrating I guess and also for me it was a way of like beginning to collect all different kinds of things so I started off with like you with a Tracy print I think Mm. but then I started getting things like sculptures by Rebecca Warren or you could get a Rachel White read or you could actually get things that weren't just hanging on the wall but they could go into your house in a different way yeah photography and totally yeah I know, I was obsessed with Fishley and Vice. Do you remember that yeah, one? Yeah, the mushrooms. Yeah, so good. Mm-hmm. I think that's like where one of them, one of Fishley and Vice would take the camera first. That's when they were both still alive. Exactly, that, yeah. They, yeah. And then the other one would take the same camera and take pictures on top of his pictures. Oh, is that so how it's what like it is? it's like a double... I don't know what double negative it. or something. Double, or double exposed, exposed, exposed. I think it's a double right? exposure or something. Yeah. I don't know what you call it. Anyway, it's a double photograph yeah. on the same negative. Yeah. So, yeah, I loved that image. And I remember yeah. seeing that because Carl did a lot of collaborating with the Tate in the Tate members' room yeah. and they had it hanging there and I didn't buy it and I still don't own that one I wish I did is it not still available on the site no it's sold out it's did really it? expensive now it's like 8 grand or something 5 oh, grand and it was like 300 quid again exactly yeah but that's do you know that's the exciting thing about the counter editions is that you these prints get released at a launch price and for people that aren't uh, are kind of looking at art for an investment purposes like my I always tell my brother or my mum and dad, this is a good print coming out, you should get this. This yeah. is a good one for you to get a good investment. And then you can watch as the print sells out, the price goes up. Yeah. And literally if it's a if it's a hot print, within twenty four hours you've doubled or tripled what you paid for it on the site. Yeah. You know, whether that's gonna be sold secondary market at that price, but what it can be bought at primary, that's what it is. And it's a really exciting concept if you're looking to invest in art if you're not like a massive art fan you just want something great that you know is going to hold its value Cam yeah. Editions is such an incredible site for that yeah and actually we just had lunch at Soho House the new one in White City and uh, David Trigley's print is there Be yeah. Nice Yeah. and that was a great example of that where yeah. it launched at like one and a half thousand pounds or yeah. something and by the end of a few hours it was like up at five or six thousand yeah. well you think talk about the Jonas Wood one you had recently oh yeah Jonas I love Jonas so much yeah so his one was crazy we had like I think 600 people trying to buy it the computer 700 crashed people. yeah I was trying to get it and my mum was trying to get it because my mum was like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this I said yeah. it's going to be a really good one mum and she went the computer's crashed I went well keep trying she went oh no I know the whole and website and literally crashed. she saw it for 800 went to buy it crashed Literally 20 minutes later, it's 15 grand. Yeah. No, not 15 grand. Yeah. No, it's not. It was. Was it? Yeah. I thought it went out to like 10 grand or no, something. No, it's 15 grand. All oh, right. Well, well, there you go. There you go. So that, that's, that's the insanity of Canon Editions. But the other side of it is the fact that you have the opportunity to buy and collect art by artists at a reasonable price. And it's exciting. And yeah. what led on from Canon Editions is that me and you discovered Carl Friedman Gallery. Cause totally, yeah. that's his sister project. Carl Friedman Gallery is the curator Carl Friedman who had a, has a space well had a space in East London but now you're moving yeah we're opening a new headquarters in Margate in Kent by so, the seaside yeah. and uh, we're moving there for September this year and um, it's 10,000 square foot so it's much bigger than our previous space and we actually own the building so mm. it's going to be a lot freer for us in a mm. way to not have um, the pressure of the overheads and all that stuff and mm. we can just literally do whatever we want prices. now and um, 
yeah, we're going to be showing a number of different artists and new artists as well from around the world. I've just been in Austria meeting some people and it's really exciting. And I've bought a little house down there. So, um, yeah, it's all change. And But in Counter Editions, is going to be down there? Um, that will be there as well, yeah. But the way I was leading on to is the fact that through Counter Editions, you met Carl Friedman, we yeah. met Carl, Carl yeah, Friedman. Yeah. And you, before that, you, you was only in the art world as a collector. You wasn't in the art world as anything like... No, exactly. I was um, in a band, actually, for 10 years um, or more. And I was making music and I was obsessed with art. And then I started collecting. And then because I was so passionate, I got to meet a lot of the artists, people like Tracy and different artists. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Jake and Dinos Chapman. Yeah, lots of different people. I'm just trying to think who else I used to hang out a lot with. Oh, and Maureen Paley, the yeah. gallerist. I was, I was really inspired by her programme and I became a lot of friends with a lot of her artists. Mm -hmm. And then I began kind of almost like bringing people to those artists and getting them sales. And I realised how much I enjoyed doing that. Mm -hmm. And it felt important to me to almost support the art of now and, you know, feeling that you can sort of have an impact on yeah. helping art getting made yeah. now huh. because it's so difficult for people to actually just make money and be able to continue making their paintings mm. and it felt like a real important thing to me to help in a way like artists to be able to make their work mm. and then the longer I was hanging out with artists I realized I was enjoying it so much more than being an artist myself like in the music world mm. and I just took a step back did a uh, history of art masters and then got oh, my Christus, job with that, Carl then. yeah yeah through University of Glasgow and it was just a year course but for me it was really important to sort of show the art world that I was serious about yeah. what I was doing and I wasn't well, just well maybe to yourself um, you're trying to prove to yourself as well that this was the career you're going into now so you I think so yeah because it was quite a massive change yeah. and so many people were like you cannot stop your band and uh, uh, I just felt I had to, like it just didn't feel right anymore. And I've had the best um, eight years of yeah, my so life. Yeah, so you started working for Carl Freeman Gallery and now exactly. you're a director there. Yeah, 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 I am. And uh, and it's been an amazing journey for eight years. And every year has changed, like the opportunities we have have changed each year and mm. we've grown and we've moved space uh, twice now because mm. we're moving to Margate as well. So it's been great. That's very exciting. And what about you? Because you just got more and more obsessed with collecting, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, I've witnessed it over the last 10 years. Yeah. It went from kind of... Well, I think when me and you first started hanging out together, we would get obsessed with an artist and then really just buy everything and sort of have a competitive streak that we would kind of... Oh, yeah. Do you remember the Phila de Barlow edition? <coughs> mm -hmm. There was that Phila de Barlow edition for uh, Studio Voltaire. It wasn't Studio Voltaire. It was the... Oh, no, the Russian, Russian Club. Club. You're right. Yeah, Russian Club. Thank you. And we there was like an edition of these unique... Blocks. Blocks that she made. And they mm. were like 150 quid each or something. They were concrete and concrete, polystyrene yeah. and, and scrim. And we bought loads. <laughs> we did. We have loads. Well, it was like an edition of 35. Yeah, I think we and probably we went got to the all of it, most cupboard of it. at the Russian, Russian Club and we literally picked out like... I don't know. I've got about 10 or something. Yeah, well, you bought me one for my birthday. I think I you bought me you one. one. For my <laughs> it was just ridiculous. But anyone outside that. was like, what the hell is this? It was on the floor, like, oh my God. But we loved it. And also, that. she wasn't even with Hauser and Worth yet. No. It was before. But I, think that. They might, I think we might have. It was before no, that. But it, I think she was, was doing Studio Voltaire. Voltaire. She, she had the Studio Voltaire, Voltaire show. show. And yeah. we loved that show. Yeah. And then we were buying them. And then Hauser and Worth looked at that show as well and took her on. Yeah. And now she's obviously yeah, because represented. Because of what Joe Scotland was doing there. England at the Venice Yeah, and so things like that. Like, I've got, like, talking about Studio Voltaire, I'm like a patron of Studio Voltaire now I'm like a benefactor I've gone on to do stuff like that so in the art world it's become such a big part of my life aside from my career that I sort of invest like I'm part of uh, Tate Modern's art now I'm mm. now a patron for that mm. I'm a patron of the Chisnell Gallery and that for me is very very rewarding yeah. that, that for me that world is incredibly exciting to me and yeah so, now, so art has become a huge element in my life in my decisions and kind of I spend all my money on art 
It's interesting though, because both of us had such a strong passion for art and it literally changed my life. Like I ended up stopping music and moving into art as my full-time career. And you've like, you spend all your time. I mean, you see so many exhibitions. We were just in New York together and like, I think, you saw more exhibitions than I saw in the whole time I was there. I mean, you see so many exhibitions. Yeah, I've become... Well, the, the arts in New York is so amazing because the way that the galleries are set out, especially in Chelsea, is that you can walk up and down like you're going shopping and you can pop in all the galleries and make a day of it. The galleries in London are more spread out. Yeah. So it's more of a commitment. And yeah. I think you can't do as many in a day. And it feels like, at the minute, New York art scene is... There's just blockbuster shows and there's just artists that are like historical and the yeah. most important, just constantly having exhibitions. And in London, they come along not as common, I've found. Uh, but I mean? love it. Like, well, it just feels like every day in New York, there's a David Hockney show, oh, there's a Lee mean. Krasner show, yeah, there's yeah, a Jackson yeah. Pollock, there's this, there's like... Uh, yeah. Uh, and also the, the galleries in New York are sharing a lot of um, well, you've got like the Morgan Library was just yeah. incredible I like, just saw a Peter Hujar show and then you've got like the Jewish Museum does really amazing shows with great totally, artists yeah. and takes risks and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. then you've got all the main like commercial galleries and didn't you go to the Donald Judd went to the Donald Judd Foundation yeah. did a tour of the house on Spring Street which so is just cool. a good, everything, it's just amazing and we've got all that in London and, we, and I'm slowly kind of discovering it more yeah. like the other day like talking about design like our, our mutual friend Louise took me to uh, Willow Road, which is the only yes, gold thing at house, which is I I went past and it's that's I live a, so near there and I can't trust. believe Louis took know. me there as well. Oh, isn't we walked past and I had the dogs, yeah, and she was like, we can't go in because the dogs, and I said, can we come back tomorrow morning? She's like, yes, yeah. so we went there. To, and actually, I want to take you to that uh, Stanley Picker house yeah, with the curator that. David because yeah. that is he just, just he actually messaged me on Instagram amazing that place and but the that, Dora house as well, the artist. Yeah, I want to do all that, yeah. but that's but that. That National Trust building is just phenomenal, and that's been there the whole time, and I just haven't known. Mm. And it's so good, and there's so many places still in London. Like I want to go and do the esoteric collection in Canterbury. Is it a- the historic? Historic, yeah, yeah, historic. I want to go and do that. And yeah. they've got amazing like Mirandis, and they, that's they also I do really great. Um, they do really great curated shows. Yeah. So I there's really so like much that. actually, and, and going away to New York and coming back has made me more hungry to go and see more things. I think in London maybe things aren't promoted as much either. Somehow no. I think we're just quieter because in America I think people are very like upfront about doing PR for things, or yeah. or actually the collectors there that there seems to be more collectors in New York as well. Like yeah. I swear, yeah. like if you start to hang out with collectors there, yeah. Yeah. I don't know they're very inclusive as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think people in England can be a bit quieter somehow. Or a bit more like on their own. Like yeah. some of my collectors are just kind of like on their own doing their thing. They're not part of a kind of community. Collective. But I guess there are some who are part yeah. of the community. But I don't know. You're listening to Thought Starters, recorded at the pod at White City Place. In conversation are Robert Diamond, director of the Carl Friedman Gallery and Counter Editions, and the actor Russell Tovey. Have you ever done any acting where you're... Um, have I done acting in general? No. Obviously, I know you've done acting. Uh, but uh, have you ever done anything art-related in acting? Well, yeah, I, I've done like art performances. Like I did an Eddie Peake performance at the ICA fundraiser oh, yeah. where I, I was his like alter ego muse and I used to do his performance, big, big speech that he wrote. Getting asked to do stuff like that is very exciting. That's, and what that's was that for? Honor. That was the ICA gala? I, ICA fundraiser. Didn't you do something with Elm Green and Dragset? Yeah, I read... Uh, a bedtime story for them and what happens is someone in Louis Vuitton one of the staff members gets to have a sleep in the bed oh, that wow. they created and then some, and then people invite along to read out bedtime stories oh that's right so I did that what else have I done have you done anything with Jamie and Giuliani Valani? 
No, I haven't done. No, she's done some performances, but I did get asked to do one, but I wasn't around. I wasn't in the country. She did it. At the she ICA. loves me, doesn't she? Yeah, you love, love her. her. Yeah, love her. She's amazing. Who else are you looking at at the moment? Artist-wise, there's an artist I love called Cheyenne Julienne, who I am obsessed with. I actually really like that work, and yeah. I discovered it through you. I think yeah. she's incredible. Yeah, she's incredible. That's someone I really love. I've sort of really gone back to geometric abstraction. That I, I oscillate between loving that and then loving like figurative mm. abstraction, I guess, which mm. is how you describe Jamian's work and mm. Cheyenne's. Would you say that? Figurative abstraction or figurative... That's not surrealism or... I don't know how to describe Jamian's work because Jamian's work is just so... It is kind of surreal in a way. Yeah. But it's, but it's definitely figurative. It no, she wouldn't. She doesn't like that word, no. does she? She said that in yeah, her... Yeah, um, she did an interview. In her talk. Yeah. We went to in New York, didn't Yeah, we, we did. So I'm looking at that, but then, so then figurative abstraction-wise, like tonight we're going to go and see Mary Corse's opening oh, yeah. at the Listen Gallery, which she's a minimalist. And she's yeah. part of the light and space movement in the 70s in, in Los Angeles. I love the paintings where you've got that material yeah. that reflects... The microspheres. Microspheres, like, exactly. Which is what you get in cat's eyes on the street. Yes. So there's that. And then I've just got a little Carmen Herrera work on paper, and then I've gone on to discover Leon Polk Smith. I was about to say, didn't you get a Leon Polk Smith? I got a Leon Polk Smith at auction, a really old one from 1948, and then I took it to a restorer and I'm getting that it's got forget frames a minute so I picked that in a few weeks it's stunning got it it's so cheap and so he, exciting. was he a contemporary of Carmen Herrera he yeah he's dead now but he was in the studio opposite Carmen Herrera so they, right. they had a relationship like a work relationship where they would go in and look at each other's work and comment and critique each other's pieces so there's him and then I think Lisson Gallery has an incredible program mm. I really love like Ted Stamm who's mm. an artist who sort of disappeared and they brought back I think his work is phenomenal who else am I looking at you've yes. been really supportive of Carmen Herrera though haven't you because you've been getting all your friends to buy her prints yeah yeah well <laughs> I, I went all the way out to Dusseldorf to see her retrospective show because I didn't see it when it was here so I flew a couple of friends out to Dusseldorf and we went out there and saw that and then had an addition there so I made my brother, my friend, my mum by that edition. So that's cool. Sold out. And I love her work. And, that, and that's the thing about art is that I've ended up visiting cities where there are art spaces or art shows on. I make the effort to go there. Like yeah, I recently, totally. I've never been to Glasgow before and I recently went to Glasgow to see an artist called Walter Price who's someone I'm obsessed with. Yeah, he's amazing. I like he was at the Modern Institute. Modern Institute is an incredible gallery, an yeah. amazing roster of artists, yeah. incredible programme. Toby who runs it is just, Toby Webster is just... They show Cathy Wilkes, don't they? They do show Cathy Wilkes, who's now just, representing yeah, the UK at the she is like one of, She's just an amazing artist. Yeah, so unique. Louise introduced me to a lot of her work, actually. That's I another love, mutual friend of Collective I love, yeah, I love Cathy Wilkes' work. Mm-hmm. So, so good. I'm really into Etel Adnan at the moment <coughs> as well. You just bought a print, didn't you? I did. She's uh, 93 and from uh, Lebanon, and I'm totally obsessed with her. I went to Beirut last year, and um, in one of the museums there, they had like a solo room of her paintings, and I was so moved by it. I think she's getting quite well known now, because White Cube mm. show her and like mm. lots of different people, but she's amazing. Mm. I really want to work with her for Counter. It'd yeah. be so cool. Yeah, But that's um, exciting for you, because you can meet artists now and with the potential of making an edition with them. Yes, both, isn't it? Because I can yeah. work with really famous artists. Yeah, I've just been with Rob Pruitt in New York, and we're working with Luke Toymans. Mm-hmm. So we've got lots of different things on the horizon. horizon. On the horizon. horizon. Um, which is really exciting. And, yeah, and I'm doing David Shrigley's... Uh, we're doing a set with him in June. It's coming out in June of four that. prints. They're yeah. amazing, actually. They're really, really funny as well. They, like, properly make me laugh. And they're, they're really varied. They kind of sum up the whole of his world, I guess. We were trying to find four prints that would work together. They're all quite different. They're Just quite, letting you know, um, if you hear that noise, that's my dog, Rocky, snoring in the corner of the pod. He's so sweet. We've had a busy day. 
He's having like every meal with me today as well. Yeah, we had breakfast together. We had breakfast together, then we met up again for lunch, lunch and then we had dinner, dinner together. <laughs> yeah. It's too Rocky's much. I don't like, doing this podcast. I can't stand you. But yeah, so looking at lots of things. I think my thing, and, and it's been a recent thing, but I've, because it's such a passion of mine and it's so easy, especially in America, to flit around different cities. Like I was in New York and then I went up to Buffalo because Tory Thornton had a show at Albright Knox Gallery up there. And then was invited to like the dinner, so I got to hang out with him and see the show. And then Jamie Giuliano had a show in Milan last year, so I literally flew there while I was rehearsing a play in London. I flew there like 24 hours, went to the opening, come back. And you can do that. Uh, I've been working in Dublin recently, and when I got to Dublin, the first thing I did was went to go and see the Francis Bacon studio that's been recreated there meticulously. And then they had a big um, Lucian Freud exhibition at the Irish Museum of Modern Art. So everywhere I go, my go-to is to find a gym and then find out what gallery shows are on. It's really funny because when I was in my band, when I was touring in America, one of the things that made me realise I was sort of getting more into art than being a musician was that in every town I'd be playing live in, I'd go to the museums yeah. and I'd make my manager give me like three hours a day to do art stuff. And like it, I was obsessed and I was reading yeah. on the tour bus and it just completely... Where do you think it comes from? ...took over. Because I come I from know. a family in Essex that... They appreciated stuff, but they weren't. We weren't massive museum goers. We go to like natural history museum and stuff. And my parents liked a print of some sort or an image, but I was never, I was never exposed to it. I sort of came to it myself. I know that I liked cartoons a lot as a kid, and I loved like Tintin. And who you I, played? Who I played on stage, and then I loved like Roy Lichtenstein. So pop art was my way in. So I guess my art love now, which is kind of poppy, cartoony. And then you've also got the geometric lines of Roy Lichtenstein. Yeah, yeah. That I guess that's where my taste comes from. Yeah. I think for me, my mum worked at the Natural History Museum when I was a kid. Did she? So for the first 10 years. Doing what? She was like the head of PR. Cleaning the bones? No, she was like head of public relations. Was she? Yeah. And she started off in the library. My mum studied geology at university. And then she went to the library at the History Museum. And she was part of that Cook uh, print project where he'd gone and travelled the world and found different plant specimens and flowers and things. And he made a whole... Floral Legion prints. Like... She ran that print project. So oh I think God. from a young age, I was actually around art, but not the kind of art that we're into now. Yeah. And she was really into like Andy Warhol and things like wow. that. So I kind of, we didn't have it at home, but we had posters of it and stuff mm. like that. And David Hockney. So I think, yeah. For me, um, I remember in my early teens as well, when I was like 13, 14, I was obsessed with Frida Kahlo because I found a mm, book too. by Hayden Harara about her life. And I hadn't actually seen her work yet. But I read seen the, the movie at that point? No, that there wasn't made. a movie yet. No, no, no. But there was this book of her life and I lost my brother when I was 13. Um, he died unexpectedly and her life story was really like inspiring to me. Mm. Somehow like, you know, she had her accident in the in a bus and sort of fought to still be creative and make Mm. life positive out of creativity so that's what inspired me you know hugely Mm. which is also probably why I ended up loving Tracy because I felt a kind of parallel between them and I felt this kind of life story and all Mm. that stuff so autobiography was a big thing for me but I think my mum was really sort of excited by things like that and she used to wear a lot of prints and her clothes and things like that and that's also why I love I do you're sat here today with actually actually I'm sat here with a a Marley shirt which is a Magdalena Suarez Frimkes who's a potter from Caracas but lives in Los Angeles and she's 86 87 
And, and you own the pot that is this shirt. I own a bicycle pot that has that print yeah, on. And does. she's made this shirt for you and you're wearing that now. So you're actually wearing art. And Jonas Wood is close with her and also and paints Wood her... Co- um, Jonas Wood is one of her biggest collectors. Him, yeah. him and Mark Grochin. But he also paints her, her pots, pots in, in his, his art. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Yes, very, very cool. So as you can see, I'm a, I'm a walking advert for prints in fashion. Yeah. Which you don't know like to talk about fashion, so let's not talk about that. I don't mind talking about fashion. Oh. Well, we were talking about, we were actually talking about, like, <laughs> we're going to do a podcast, then we're going to go off and do, like, an art podcast and take over the world. And then was like, we could also talk about fashion. I was like, <laughs> Russell's no, like, no, no let's just talk about don't art. Don't give a shit about fashion. Can we just, like, <laughs> just talk about art? And you were like, I want to talk to Lisa Van Noten, and then we could do one on Lady Gaga. I was like, no, let's do a cameo. No interest. Oh, dear. Mm. That was director of the Carl Friedman Gallery and Counter Editions, Robert Diamond, and the actor, Russell Tovey. This has been Thought Starters, recorded the pod at White City Place. Thought Starters is a Dienico project for White City Place, produced by David Michon, recorded and edited by Claire Urban. To find out how you can record your own podcast at White City Place, find us at whitecityplace.com. You can also follow us on Twitter or Instagram at White City Place. And subscribe to Thought Starters on iTunes, Acast, and Stitcher. Give us a rating and write us a comment. It really helps. We'll see you next time. Thought Starters.